Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 22nd. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn. So if you listened yesterday, I was joined by Chris Hummer to check in on the transfer portal with the early signing period having passed. And I mentioned at the end that today we will be discussing a program that just so happens to be doing pretty well in the portal. In fact, this program is doing well enough that right now they have the number one transfer class according to the 24-7 sports team transfer rankings. And that, of course, is South Florida. Joining me now to discuss the Bulls' current 13-man transfer class is Will Turner of 24-7 sports, Bulls247.com. Will, how we doing, man? Thanks so much for joining me. I'm doing well down in West Palm for some basketball, but happy to happy to uh, to hop on today. Before we get into the specifics of this 13 man class and maybe talk about some of the players, I really just want to understand the why. And I have a theory, maybe you can validate, and I'd love to hear if Jeff Scott has said anything about this. But he's going into year three, one and eight in year one. Two and ten in year two. He needs to show progress. Transfers more times than not are obviously more ready to play and more developed than your traditional high school signees. It seems to me like he's going heavy on the portal because maybe he's, I guess, kind of starting to feel a little bit of pressure at South Florida. Do you think that's the case, or is there another reason as to why he's emphasizing that avenue and acquiring players? I think uh, for the first time in college football history, we're seeing players that are entering the NCAA transfer portal that have already been in a college strength and conditioning program that have eaten at training tables for three years now, and they have three years of eligibility remaining. And this is something that USF loves. Um, This is a philosophy that USF loves to be able to, to take advantage of because they see more value in experience and those guys that are um, you know, that have a lot of time left and that have already been in, in programs for a long time. They see more value in that and trying as opposed to developing high school kids and, you know, potentially taking a chance on a high school kid and having to redshirt them year one. In terms of, you know, Jeff being uh, feeling any pressure, I mean, obviously the record isn't very good at three and 18 over the last two seasons. You know, I wouldn't say that he's on any hot seat at the time that we're recording this. I mean, he, there's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of momentum in, in Tampa and South Florida with with uh, their on-campus stadium that's getting built uh, or that are in talks of getting built. The indoor practice facility is is finally getting built. So there's some good momentum there. And they want Jeff Scott to be the main catalyst of that. And they want Jeff Scott to be the main guy that has his name attached to it. So in terms of, you know, feeling, feeling the pressure, uh, I don't think it's that. I think obviously you're kind of in win now mode, you know, regardless after going three and 18, because, you know, you want to show the fans that you're committed to winning and, and this is going to be uh, the way they do it, but they needed to drastically rebuild their defense um, from 2021 to 22. And, you take a look at most of their transfers and where are they on the defensive side of the football? And, you know, this is a, this is going to be a team that, that is going to have a drastically different defensive unit as a whole, which is something that we've just never seen. And and it's kind of an experiment. You saw it a little bit with SMU, um, you know, one of the sister teams in the American, and now you're seeing it with USF. 10 signees right now via the high school route, the more traditional high school route, 13 transfers. Do you think he's done with both? Do you think they will continue adding from either the portal or in the more traditional way before the February signing period? Or is this kind of it? They'll go in with this 23 for the 2022 cycle. I told Trey Scott yesterday, I think they've got five. They've got five left that they're looking at maximum. Um, and I think a lot of those are going to be portal guys. Um, when, when Jeff met with the media for early signing period, he mentioned, uh, 
I want to say it was one to two offensive linemen, two to three defensive ends, and one to two corners that they were looking at. And they've added two defensive linemen and Jatorian Hansford from Missouri and Rashad Chaney Jr. from Minnesota. And they've so they've added those two guys. So that, that's kind of two of their three defensive linemen if they do take a third defensive lineman. But I think they could add a couple of offensive linemen, a couple of cornerbacks. Um, and and you know, we'll see what happens from there. But yeah, I think about four to five more um, from the portal. I think they're probably done on the high school route for now and, to, and as they start looking towards 2023 to probably have more of a more of a high school focused class um, to, to kind of be able to to start rebuilding you know in terms of scholarship distribution on that and uh, so it doesn't get top heavy in in 2024 and in 25. So let's start looking at this class. Five of the 13 transfers on the defensive line. You mentioned that earlier, obviously very defensive heavy in the transfer portal. It's clear that Jeff Scott and staff targeted that position group. What made them prioritize whether it was inside or on the edge of the line with guys like Rashad Cheney, Clyde Pinder, Nick Beggs, and of course some others? Well, they've really struggled to to create pressure on the quarterback, and and that could be said for scheme. That could be why defensive coordinator Glenn Spencer was fired after the Tulane game right before Thanksgiving, right before the final game against UCF. That could have been just a combination of the fact that they had, I think they struggled to get to like 10 tackles for loss or something like that, or, or maybe 20 or 10 sacks is probably the better number that they struggled to get to. And they've struggled that in each of the last two years. You know, they've been one of the worst teams in the country in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback. And, uh, you know, it's obviously, you know, when your best pass rushers are your two are, are your two stud linebackers with Antonio Greer Jr. and Dwayne Boyles, and you can't really get any pressure from your defensive line, something's got to change. And you know, a lot of people don't realize this is USF's defensive line coach is Daquan Bowers, one of the you know former best recruits in all of in all of twenty four seven sports's database. You know, one of the the best um, you know prospects coming out of Clemson. Played a couple years in the NFL with with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's their defensive line coach and and you know that's a guy that that demands excellence and hasn't necessarily gotten it um and like i said could be a combination of a few things but yeah they really wanted to revamp the defensive line uh they bring back clyde pinder jr to the bay area he's uh an armwood high grad which is right down the street from usf uh james ash wake from wake forest is right down the street from usf he went to chamberlain and then nick bags actually they they were scouting temple that week when bags hit the transfer portal so it's kind of a match made in heaven there uh liked him the first three games and then they were like where'd this guy go and they realized he hit the portal, so they were able to recruit him hard. And 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 those guys are going to be pretty important to the puzzle. Hansford and Cheney, I haven't gotten a chance so to to really take a deeper look at them just because of the fact that they're brand new. But yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Rashad Cheney. Good size at 6'2", 295. And Jatorian Hansford is a guy that they're really fired up about uh, to be a true edge, maybe stand up a little bit on the outside and kind of be, uh, be a versatile defensive end uh, slash outside linebacker for him. And someone who really caught my eye um, in the transfer class for USF is Azua Zhu. He's obviously someone who stands out stands out both talent wise and, and frankly height wise uh, from the rest a big receiver standing at six four being able to pair him with Xavier Weaver Jimmy Horn Jr that can make for a dynamic receiving trio he's also USF's highest rated transfer what are the expectations for him next season with obviously the pedigree of coming over from a school like Clemson 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, kind of to see how he how he fits into the into the mix. Um, Xavier Weaver had a terrific 2021 last year and was Timmy McClain's favorite target, um, which was which was really cool to see for X. He's been a guy that's grinded. But a Joe gets into the into the mix. I mean, 6'4", 224, obviously, uh, you know, was was very highly recruited coming out of Clearwater Academy International but via Canada. Um, again, kind of reestablishing that pipeline from, from Clearwater Academy International. You and I could have a whole other discussion on what they've done over the last uh, half decade. But yeah, Joe's going to be interesting to see how they want to uh, implement him. They're going to have, uh, by my count, 12 scholarship wide receivers uh, for next year. So that's a, lot of, that's a lot of snaps to distribute among a lot of folks. So um, we'll see how he, how, how he goes. I mean, but 6'4", 225, it's hard, to, it's hard to keep him from off the field. And it was really cool for, a really cool moment for, for Joe because uh, Jeff Scott was his primary recruiter at Clemson. So he was able to bring him back once he hit the transfer portal. And again, just another match made in heaven there. But in terms of expectations, I, I kind of see him sliding in uh, definitely as a wide receiver one, wide receiver two uh, type of guy that could really, really create some separation on the outside and really you know take over games because that's what he did in high school uh, over at CAI. And I think he could do the same thing at USF You know, once he gets that, that chemistry with Timmy McLean and some of the other quarterbacks. Well, a couple more from me. 11 transfers in 2020, nine in 2021, 13 now. Is this just something Jeff Scott is doing because he's only going into year three and obviously dealt with COVID in year one? Or do you foresee this kind of becoming a trend at South Florida where they go lighter on high school kids and heavier on more ready portal entrants, you know, in years to come? You know, it's a really interesting question. New defensive coordinator Bob Shoup called USF the great experiment and in, in, in kind of what they're trying to do, you know, just as as a guy that by early signing day had only been in in the program for for a few years few days at that point. So he's kind of on the outside looking in and, and told folks that, you know, what they could do, uh, it could be a trend setting job in college football. It's interesting, especially for a group of five school as well um, to be doing this because, you know, obviously with college football, uh, with the playoff expansion, potentially on the horizon and with conference realignment, USF was obviously left out. They're staying in the American while UCF right down the road on I-4 goes to the big 12. It's, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this develops. But, you know, they took a lot more high school kids last class than they did this one. I believe they took uh, close to 18, if I remember right. Go back and look here. Yeah, they took 18 between high school and JUCO, and they ended up having 21 in their class with a couple of gray shirts and one that never made it to campus. So, you know, they they took a lot more high school kids last year. There were a few walk-on transfers in that 11 that you mentioned, or the uh, however many that transferred last year. So, but, um, but yeah, this is the year that they went in on it. Um, I think this is going to be one of those situations that they kind of see how it goes for for next year they see if they have success with it and then they'll kind of reevaluate what they want to do but this is going to be a big year for them so um you know i asked jeff scott kind of the kind of a similar question i was like you know just your overall you know thoughts and and opinions of the transfer portal and uh, he said ask me in two years which is true because you know we'll see how they how they look at two years just based on um you know if some of these guys pan out and last one for me, and I guess this two-year window kind of comes into this question. Do you think prioritizing the transfer portal the way they are, is that sustainable? You know, obviously it's a quicker fix than the more traditional build up with high school recruits and having to having to develop them um, over the span of, of four or five years. But do you think this is the right move for USF long-term? 
You know, it's tough to say at this point because a lot of, of, of a successful program is is your culture and is bringing in guys that are culture fits and bringing in guys that will that will mesh well and have good chemistry, not just on the field, but in the locker room, um, in the dining halls, all that stuff. So I think it's going to be really, really uh, telling for USF. I think they had some guys this year, Jaron Mangum, the Colorado transfer. Marcus Gregory, the Ole Miss transfer, uh, Will Jones from Kansas State, Christian Williams from Miami. Uh, those guys, those guys did a great job of being culture fits for what Jeff Scott wants to do. And think about think about you know where he came from too. Is the Clemson co-offensive coordinator under Dabo uh, Dabo Sweeney, and you know very family family oriented, culture driven program. You know, say what you will about about the how the Tigers and how they run their program, but Jeff comes from that, and, and he's really done a fantastic job of of implementing that culture to a T in Tampa with what he's done. Um, so the biggest thing for them is finding culture fits. And I think that's why they waited a little bit longer uh, to start signing some of these transfers and really start the close is because they wanted to make sure they could get these guys on official visits, meet their families, meet their parents, meet you know their grandmas, meet their grandfathers, uh, just to, to meet the whole family, see if the guy is, see if not only the player is a culture fit, but see if the family is a culture fit uh, for what they're trying to do. So in terms of sustainability, you know, I think the culture aspect is going to play a huge, a huge role into it. I think what USF is building with their indoor practice facility and uh, their their on campus stadium hopes, I think that's going to be a really big piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, a lot of these these transfers are coming from programs like Minnesota, uh, Clemson, Missouri, Kansas State, even even UCF with Mike Lofton. Um, they're coming from programs that have established facilities, and USF doesn't have that. So that's going to be a that's going to be a, a, an interesting um, aspect to it as well. But in terms of the overall, is it sustainable? You know, we saw SMU had some really good success with it. Uh, you know, made a couple of bowl games, uh, kind of turned that program around. They're having their best stretch year since since uh, the 1980s and, and in their their heyday on the hilltop. And I think you could start to see some things like that uh, with the good momentum that USF has, especially if they can really start hammering home some high school kids um, for 2023 and beyond. You know, it's funny, Jeff Scott, obviously coming over from Clemson, a program that completely basically ignores the transfer portal and obviously USF uh, really yep. hitting the transfer portal early in Jeff Scott's tenure uh, down in South Florida. You can follow him on Twitter at WTurner247. Will, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Lance. Make sure to check out Bulls247.com as well. For Will Turner, I am Lance Glenn. Tune in tomorrow for the next edition of the College Football Daily.